Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 11-21-2018, the semi-daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens, Diablo 4 reportedly in development under codename Fenris. Diablo 4, a mainline entry in the franchise, is reportedly in development under the codename Fenris. In a comprehensive article that interviewed 11 current and former Blizzard employees, Kotaku reported this development following a canceled second expansion to Diablo 3 that was supposed to follow Reaper of Souls. Many team members began working on the project, which sources claim is the current incarnation of Diablo 4. A major pillar for the game and its art direction is it reportedly embraced the darkness. Reportedly in development since 2016. Holy fuck, I can't stop yawning. Many who have seen it are optimistic about the direction that it's taking. Though still in early development, the game is expected to be released in 2020 or later. It's unclear if the game will come to PC first or if it will be released simultaneously on consoles. The team has reportedly been deciding if it will keep the isometric camera angle from past Diablo games or use an over-the-shoulder third-person view that was experimented with in another canceled Diablo project codenamed Hades. However, recent builds of the game reportedly Recent builds of the game are reportedly isometric. There's a lot of people who felt like Diablo 3 got away from what Diablo Diablo in terms of art style and spell effects, said a current Blizzard employee who claims the game is aiming to be more like Diablo 2 than its immediate predecessor. They want to make this gross, make it dark, remove anything that was considered cartoony in Diablo 3, make what people were afraid of in Diablo 2 but modern, said another employee. A current focus of Fenris is to introduce light MMO elements into the series, taking social inspirations from Destiny. When speaking about if there would be a strike equivalent in Fenris, one person familiar with the project said, what if we still had a core Diablo game that just happened to have a bunch of people on the map to do other cool stuff? There have reportedly been plans throughout 2018 to announce the game. In January, they were, full, they were still full set on, we're going to do this right. We're going to have a playable demo, said one source, but the time we'd hit by the time we'd hit May, that game wasn't far enough along. It's normal problems. Things going slower than they'd like. Other topics touched on in the report include Blizzard allegedly looking at cost-effective measures while making games, Activision's influence on Blizzard's various canceled projects, personal changes, and more. Second is from IGN and written by Nick Santangelo. Super Smash Bros. director talks character process and development. With 74 playable characters, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's roster is stacked, and series creator Masarai Hiro Sakurai recently spoke with Game Informer about how each one was chosen and developed. Sakurai, who said, It is actually a miracle every time Nintendo creates a new Smash Bros. games, wanted to realize the dream of including all previous fighters. His team did that, and then some, adding 11 new characters to the previously used 63. But even that hasn't satisfied every Smash fan. There will be people who might feel disappointed if fighters that appeared in a previous title are not included, said Sakurai. I didn't want any players to feel that way, so we worked really hard to make this happen. But what I learned is that regardless of doing our utmost, no matter how hard we try and no matter how many fighters we include, there will always be people who feel that way. Continuing, Sakurai explained the team chooses all the characters who will appear in every Smash game right at the, the beginning of development. No character is ever added or removed after that. That might seem strange considering the Pokemon Incineroar wasn't even created until after Ultimate's development began, but Sakurai planned for this and purposefully left an open slot on the roster for a Pokemon, knowing that Nintendo was working on a new game. 
In choosing the characters, Sakurai weighs the need to balance the roster against what characters fans vote for on Nintendo Smash Bros. Fighter Ballot. After that, it's a matter of figuring out how to make those characters and their stages feel genuine. You might not expect it, but just reproducing the original work does not come out like it should, said Sakurai. By emphasizing exaggerations, we are able to create elements in a way where having something realistic and comical does not look awkward. And being knowledgeable to an extent about each character is a must. There are also times where the staff go deep into the original work and add even better elements. Sakurai said he felt speechless after seeing fans' reaction to Ultimate's character unveils, but his goal isn't to surprise fans. Piranha Plant nonetheless came as a surprise inclusion, but Sakurai chose it not for the wow factor. Rather, I believe it's important to have a good balance as a game. In the past titles in the series, Mr. Game & Watch, ROB, and Duck Hunt Dog were some of the examples we offered outside of people's typical expectations, he explained. However, if we don't have these types of fighters and we only had typical hero-heroine type fighters in the lineup, there's not much difference. It's probably not very interesting, correct? Japanese fans can soon get their hands on an amiibo version of Piranha Plant, and 62 other Ultimate characters in one set before Smash Bros. Ultimate's December 7th launch. Last up is from IGN and written by the wonderful Jesse Wade. Eevee Tamagotchi confirmed Mark's first official Pokemon Tamagotchi. After a leak that Eevee was getting its own Tamagotchi, the Japanese Tamagotchi website has officially confirmed the release, which can be raised into one of eight evolutions. The Tamagotchi will be available in two design options, I Love You Eevee and Colorful Friends, so far, this is only a release date for Japan, which will be on January 26, 2019. The Tamagotchi will cost 2,300 yen or approximately $20 USD. Just thought it was a really cool, tiny little news blurb. <laughs> Tamagotchis were cool. This is awesome. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, and check out our Twitter bio to find our Discord link to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community. Till next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.